what challenges are they facing that your experts know how to solve? And what questions are they trying to get answered? What do they need to know to help them advance in the buying process? And then all of this stuff, this is what should form your content strategy. Welcome to the Manufacturing Executive Podcast, where we explore the strategies and experiences that are driving mid-sized manufacturers forward. Here, you'll discover new insights from passionate manufacturing leaders who have compelling stories to share about their successes and struggles. And you'll learn from B2B sales and marketing experts about how to apply actionable business development strategies inside your business. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Manufacturing Executive Podcast. I'm Joe Sullivan, your host and a co-founder of the industrial marketing agency, Gorilla76. So if I've learned anything from over a decade as a manufacturing marketing consultant, it's this. Manufacturers are traditionally not marketing-driven companies. Largely, what you have instead are hardworking, second, third, or even fourth-generation family-owned businesses who have built their success on the backs of loyal repeat customers and referrals. And the manufacturers who have developed more active business development functions have tended to lean sales heavy rather than marketing heavy. In fact, when the word marketing is spoken inside the walls of many OEMs or custom manufacturers or contract manufacturers, it's often in the context of an expense, necessary evils like making the trade show booth look good and designing printed materials for the sales team to leave behind after meetings maybe updating the website with new key features and benefits, adding SKUs to the product catalog, posting photos from the company picnic or of Susie's cute new puppy on LinkedIn. And then meanwhile, in places like the B2B technology sector or even professional services, you've got marketing-driven organizations that are investing 3 to 5% of sales back into marketing programs that serve as the revenue engine for their companies. So in short, you've got a big gap going on here. And in the years ahead, although I don't believe marketing for manufacturers will catch up all the way, I'm at least encouraged to see that mindset beginning to shift. So in this podcast, what I want to do is create a window into that shift for you. And specifically, I want to take you through eight guiding principles that will shape your mindset for this new year in 2022. I'm going to start by explaining how B2B buyers are evolving in their information gathering process through an often long and often complex buying process. I want to talk about how reaching different members of the buying committee is so crucial rather than engaging in a race to the bottom on price by just talking to procurement. I'll describe how to tap into the brains of your company's deep subject matter experts to leverage their knowledge and to be a resource both to your current customers and your future customers. I'll talk about capturing demand where demand currently exists in your market, but also how and where to generate demand among the rest of your audience so that they think of you first when they do enter a buy cycle. And I'll conclude by encouraging healthy and regular dialogue with your sales team and working with them to measure marketing success in a way that lets you both win the short game and the long game. So let's get into it here. There are eight guiding principles. I'm going to go through one by one. I'm going to read them off real quickly here, and then we will dive into each individually for the remainder of this show. Okay, so the eight guiding principles for 2022 
on the manufacturing and marketing front are as follows. One, recognize the power shift from seller to buyer. Two, understand who makes up the buying committee. Three, create value in order to earn attention and trust. Four, turn the knowledge of your experts into assets for your marketing program. Five, capture demand where demand already exists. Six, create demand among the rest of your audience. Seven, communicate regularly with your sales team. And eight, measure results, but do so by also exercising patience. So let's dive in starting with number one. Number one, recognize the power shift from seller to buyer. So if you take yourself back in time, 20 some years, you're probably sitting in front of a big clunky, you know, off white cream colored computer monitor that's taken up half your desk and you're waiting on your AOL dial up connection to lock in before you can Yahoo, whatever you're looking for before we could even Google stuff. Right. And so now come back to the present day and so much has changed and it's changed so fast. So if you think about it, you know, it's so easy now to collect information, frankly, about anything, right? Whether you are starting the search for a new car or you're deciding which Yeti cooler you want to spend your entire next paycheck on, or you're simply looking for a list of birthday present ideas for your mom, the buying power is in your hands, not the seller's hands, the way it might've been 20 years ago. So what does this mean for you as a manufacturing organization? I mean, it means a lot of things. It means that your prospects are actively looking for answers to their questions online. It means they are consuming written and video and audio and visual content all along the way to help them learn. It means that they are comparing their options. They are pricing out potential solutions. They are evaluating prospective vendors and partners. And then they are revealing themselves for a sales call. So while a majority of manufacturers are busy tasking marketing managers in their companies with print brochures and product catalogs, the smart ones are out there in the digital world providing answers to questions. They're talking about solutions to common problems. They're comparing methodology for their buyers so they can help them figure out how to do it one way versus another way, whatever it is that they're trying to achieve. These smart manufacturers are educating about the timeline to ROI and the total cost of ownership, and they're sharing success stories to make everything more tangible. And most importantly, the smartest manufacturers are recognizing that they are not going to solely win based on their historical reputation and their existing customer base and referrals, because that alone is not enough anymore to cut it. Instead, what the smart manufacturers are doing are adapting to how buyers are buying right here and right now, and they're meeting those future customers where they are. So that's number one. The second principle for manufacturing marketing for 2022 is understand who makes up the buying committee. Now, this next line I say often, and that is if your first touch is with procurement, you are already too late. If you think about you know, especially if, if what you sell is a complex solution or it's CapEx equipment, it's a big ticket item, long sales cycle, committee of buyers. There are so many people along the way who your solution or your product are going to affect. And in many cases, a lot of those people are going to play a role in that buying process, whether or not you speak with them directly or whether or not they're the ones writing the check. So if you think back all the way to be the beginning of, of the people of, of the timeline of the buying process, you know, who are the people who are experiencing a pain 
maybe they're the ones on the shop floor who are using a product like yours or experiencing a problem that your product could solve for them. It's the machinists, it's the welders, it's the maintenance managers, it's the plant engineers and the plant managers. And all these people are, they're the ones who are going to first have a need. And so if you can educate them and you can capture their attention and you can earn their trust and you can provide value to them long before they ever even have a need, then you're going to be the one that they think of when they do. Right. And so those people are the ones who are then going to influence the advanced manufacturing engineers and the automation engineers and the design engineers and and eventually the COOs and CFOs and CEOs and presidents and finally procurement, right? You think all along that timeline and all these people, and not all those people are going to be relevant for everybody listening here, but some of them, a handful of them probably are for most of you. So we need to think about who makes up that buying committee? What does the buying process really look like? Not just what does the closing of a sale look like, but what's it look like all along the way? And how can you play a role in helping um, those people? And that'll be a good lead in to number three, which we'll go to next to number three in terms of guiding principles for 2022 manufacturing marketing is to create value to earn attention and trust. So Coming back, you know, leading into into this one from the you know understanding the buying committee. Now, now we have to create value for these people. We can't just be blasting messaging to all these people who I just named about your product and how great it is. We have to figure out how to create value for them because they don't care about you until they believe that you can help them. So we got to start by helping them. And I think the best salespeople out there are already know how to do this. They know how to dive into pain points and identify those things and figure out what solutions people are trying to get to and figure out where, you know, your product fits into that. But marketing is, is often overlooked on that front and, and becomes, you know, just sort of a megaphone being blasted at people with, with messaging that they don't even want to hear most of the time. And so we need to figure out how to create value in order to earn attention and trust, and then earn the right to talk about, about you. So you know, there are, there are really a few things here, two things you could do. You can, when, when you're thinking about the messaging that you would, you would send out there, especially to those who are early in the buying process, you can try to sell them stuff, or you can earn their attention and trust by being their best resource. And eventually, obviously the objective here is to sell product, right? But if we try start, if we start there, we're going to, we're going to fall flat because like I said, until somebody is in buying mode and they understand how you can help them. They're just not going to care about what you're selling. So let's think about for a moment, you know, who those early stage influencers are, you know, those, those um, people on the plant floor, the engineers, the other technical professionals, and then ask these questions, you know, what challenges are they facing that your experts know how to solve and what questions are they trying to get answered? What do they need to know? to help them advance the buying in, in the buying process. And then all of this stuff, this is what should form your content strategy. So developing a content strategy as a manufacturing organization, it can lead you down a number of paths. And there are a lot of ways to skin the cat. There's written blog content that's educational in nature. There are videos of your experts that are you know, talking about key topics and educating your audience, looking at different ways to do things and debating those. There are webinars where you're actively teaching and answering prospects questions in a live setting. 
there's audio content like a podcast, like you're listening to right now. What's your version of this or being a guest on other industry podcasts, which is often an easier way to do it, or at least to get started. Um, cause people, other people are putting the spotlight on you. So decisions about which channels to use should be made based on a combination of the resources and skills that you've got at your disposal, as, res- as well as any insights that you have about how your audience actually prefers to consume information. But however you do it, focus on creating value, not just talking about yourself. Okay, that one leads into number four. Uh, the fourth guiding principle for 2022 manufacturing marketing is to turn the knowledge of your experts into assets. And to summarize it, the best content comes from the brains of your company's subject matter experts. We've already talked about identifying the challenges and the common questions and desired future states of your prospects. We've talked about tactical ways to create content like written or video or webinar or audio. So how do you actually go about creating those content assets based on the knowledge of your experts? And you know, if you think about it, when's the last time you met an engineer who's gung-ho about spending a full day of his or her time writing a 1,000-word blog post? It, it's often not going to happen. And so the marketer's job is to be the facilitator of content creation, or as we sometimes describe it, the knowledge extractor, the, the one who is responsible for getting those insights and pulling them out of the brains of your subject matter experts so that they can kind of take hold of that and figure out how to turn that into some tangible form of content to disseminate to your audience. So, you know, given a few examples here, written content, right? Like what we'll do at Gorilla with our clients, we'll identify who are the subject matter experts inside of our client's organization around topic A or topic B, where we know we need to focus for their audience. And we'll book 30 minute interviews to extract those insights around the topic. You know, our writers are journalists and they're trained in that. So that gives us an advantage, obviously. But, you know, the idea is any marketer who's, who's involved in content creation needs to sort of develop that skill set of being able to extract that knowledge from your experts so that they can take hold of it and make it into something that can be public facing and, and can help you on the marketing front. You know, ahead of those interviews, we'll do prep work. So we're asking the right questions. And so we're not starting from ground zero leads to a better interview and, uh, and following the interview, often we'll do some more research to help clarify points that were made, you know, follow up with some questions with that subject matter expert to get it right, whatever it takes to get that piece of content where it needs to be. But, you know, the most important thing here is that the insights came from the brain of that subject matter expert, uh, not the marketer, right? So th- that's what matters. The marketer needs to be the facilitator. You know, another, another example of, of actually creating content from expert insights would be video content. Uh, Like with written content, you're going to want to prep an outline for a conversation with the subject matter expert, or maybe you're facilitating a conversation between two subject matter experts at your company and letting them sort of play off each other. But, you know, what we'll do, for example, we'll set up a camera and lights and audio on site. We call this knowledge extraction day, and we do this for ourselves. We do it for our clients. Um, You'll see this throughout our learning center of how we've done this for ourselves. If you go to the videos tab in our learning center, but knowledge extraction day for us at Gorilla happens uh, about every three months, and we do it for you know a half day at least. And we we have topics planned ahead of time. We know what we're going to talk about. Got rough outlines, and and we interview each other. Frankly, we we interview the the experts in different areas for our company, and we we turn it into long form video. We break it up 
up into short form video. We break it up into really short videos to use in social media. And we, we just develop a wealth of video content every time we do it for, you know, just a day's work really. So, you know, what's your version of that? You know, can you, can you identify some key topics that, you know, for a specific audience that, you know, matter to them? And can you get a couple of your experts talking on camera? You know, and it doesn't, the other thing is it doesn't have to be professional, super professional, high production quality video too. Like start by doing it on zoom. If you can be the interviewee and you can prep for an interview with one of your subject matter experts, just do it via zoom and record it. And the, the, you know, production value of it is less important than the words that are coming out of the mouth of your expert, because those are the things that are going to create trust and, and keep the attention of your audience and help, help them understand that you're, you know, you're walking the walk here and not just, you know, not just somebody writing, writing words on paper, like, you know, seeing somebody's face and hearing their voice just lends an additional amount of credibility to you as an expert or to your people as, as experts. So those are a few ways to sort of leverage the knowledge of, of your experts. We've got a lot of, a lot of content in our learning center about this. If you look at, you know, the, the content strategy tab in our, our learning center, so you can check out more resources there. Okay. We're halfway done here. Um, we've talked about the first four guiding principles for manufacturer marketing in 2022. Let's go to number five, which is capture demand where it already exists. And what I'm talking about here is that for most of you listening here and just about every company we talk to, a majority of your total addressable market is not in buying mode at this exact moment in time. They will be maybe in a month, maybe in a year, maybe in three years, maybe tomorrow, but a majority of your audience is not out there at this moment, actively seeking a solution. If there are a thousand companies that could conceivably be your customers, maybe 10 to 20 are actively looking for a solution today, or let's say this week. And, you know, that number likely climbs as your product approaches commodity status. If the thing you sell is more of a, a widget and a lower price point item or a, um, something that is a consumable where it's constantly being reordered. But if, if what you sell is more complex, bigger ticket CapEx, then that number shrinks even, even more because the buy cycles, you know, only come around every so years or maybe even every 10 plus years. And so the problem here is that too many marketers or too many manufacturing organizations go out there and talk to the, everybody in their total addressable market the same way, making the assumption that they actually have a buying need. And what do those people do? They, they, turn, they close their ears to it. They don't even hear the message because they're not buying right now. They don't have that problem. They don't have a, a goal they're trying to achieve that you're, you're going to try to help them solve. And so you need to talk to them differently. And so I guess I'm going to come back around to that point, but you know, the, the piece of it here that I want to address here when I say capture demand where it already exists is that the smaller percentage of that audience, maybe those 10 to 20 out of, out of a thousand companies that you could serve who are actively buying right now, you want them to find you, right? You need them to, especially because it is a small number, you want to make sure that they find you. And when people are looking for a solution, when they're actively buying, what do they do? They go to their network, you know, their peers and their trusted people they trust they go to Google and they go to industry resources or organizations. Like that is kind of where a majority of people are going to go. If they don't already know what they're going to buy, that's where they're going to go seek information. 
And we may not know exactly which of those a thousand companies that you serve are actually in buying mode, which 10 or 20, but we want to make sure that they know you. And so we call the process of getting in front of them and, and gaining their attention and earning enough trust to start a sales conversation. We call that capturing existing demand. That's where demand already exists. We need them to discover you. We want to make sure we take advantage of that. So, you know, can, what can we control there? Well, probably the biggest thing we can control is, is what happens in the search engines. And so there is search engine optimization for organic search, meaning when people go to Google and they search for something, the natural search results that come up after all the paid ads, right? And then there is paid search. There's paying for visibility by bidding on keywords that are going to matter to your audience. So I'll talk briefly about SEO here, search engine optimization. It's the long game. It, It just is. You need to build authority in the eyes of Google and other search engines, just as you will build authority in the real world, but it requires time. It requires high quality, genuinely resourceful content. It requires inbound links from credible sources to your site that help Google validate your own credibility. And most importantly, it requires a sound strategy to pull all this together. Most of you out there are not going to win the SEO or search engine optimization game overnight if you're going to win it at all. It's, It's hard work. It takes time. And unless you're a, a, a big player in your industry and you've already got a ton of credibility, both in the real world and online, it's, it's for, all, for a lot of people, it's an uphill battle. I'm not advocating against doing SEO, but I'm saying that you're probably not going to win it right away if, you've got, if, if you're new to it. So you got to start doing it, but set expectations accordingly. So the complement to SEO in the search engines, and in most cases, a way to move a little more quickly toward meaningful results is going to be with paid search. So I'm talking about Google ads here specifically, where you are essentially paying for website traffic by selecting and bidding on keywords. Now, probably most of you listening are doing some level of pay-per-click and maybe some of you are doing it well. And probably a lot of you aren't, and that's, that's okay. It's, it's a, it's, it requires a lot of strategy in and of itself, but One of the most strategic pieces of advice that we as an agency can offer is focus your pay-per-click spend on high-intent keywords. And I'll illustrate that with an example. So we at Gorilla, for example, as as an agency, a marketing agency, we're going to bid on keywords like industrial marketing agency, not industrial marketing strategy. I want to rank in Google for things like industrial marketing strategy or industrial marketing or marketing for manufacturers but when I think about a word or a keyword like industrial marketing agency, if somebody's Google searching that, it's because they're looking for a solution, right? In, in, in most cases versus say industrial marketing strategy, could be a marketing manager, could be somebody just looking to learn and figure out how to do it themselves. That's great. I want that traffic, but I'm probably not going to pay for that traffic because the customer acquisition costs associated with that is going to be a lot higher. There are going to be less people that are searching for that, that are actually looking to hire an agency versus someone hire, you know, Google searching industrial marketing agency. So you need to think about, is there intent around these keywords? Not just what keywords are relevant to your audience, but is there intent and focus your ad spend there so it doesn't inflate and you're actually attracting those people who are, because again, we're talking about capturing existing demand and we want to use our paid budget to attract people who are actually buying there in Google. Okay. So we've done a few webinar recordings. You can find those in our 
uh, on our website under our industrial marketing live tab. Um, we did one called Google ads, how to avoid bombing. And then Google ads part two, uh, that can give you some more information on how to tactically do some of this. So that was number five. Let's go to number six in terms of 2022 mark manufacturing marketing principles. Number six is create demand among the rest of your audience. So this is kind of the counterpart to the last one. Number five, we want to capture existing demand, people who are buying now. But like we said, if there are a thousand people out there that you could serve or a thousand customers and only 10 or 20 of those are actually buying right now. Well, what about, you know, the other 980, 990 companies? Does that mean you don't want their attention and trust just because they're not buying at this moment? Of course not, right? You, many of them will be in buying mode in a week or a month or a year, but right now they are not. And so a buy now message or just pushing product and sales messaging on them, it's not going to resonate. Not only won't it resonate, but a lot of them will get turned off by it and you're just going to become an annoyance to, to them. So <clears throat> this is why we have to create demand where it may not already exist. And that doesn't mean we are going to move people who don't need something into a buying mode. It means that we are going to come back to some of these concepts that we are have, have already talked about here and deliver value to people who are they fit your ideal customer profile, but they're not ready for sales messaging. And so, you know, the things that have to happen, a lot of this we've already talked about. Who are those buying process influencers? You need to understand what matters to them and you need to create amazing content. Again, like we talked about, right? Video, audio, written content, webinars, amazing resourceful content assets that speak to them. But now we have to go proactively distribute this content and disseminate all this messaging out to them consistently so that we know it's going to be consumed by the right people from the right companies and at the right times. Most manufacturing organizations do not have the luxury of sitting back and waiting for future customers to just show up at their doorsteps. You need to go out into the world. You need to build personal connections and earn trust. Most of those happen in, in the form of sales activities, right? But marketing has a major role it can play here too. And this is where a lot of manufacturers just miss. They create content. They wait for people to show up and find it. We need to go out there and get this content in front of people that it will matter to, frankly. So there are a few ways to do this. There are a lot of ways to do it, but I'm going to, I'm going to hit on a few that we believe in and, and use often for ourselves and for our clients. So the first one is paid social or paid media budgets inside of social media channels. And bear with me here because I know you are manufacturers. And when I talk about Facebook and I talk about LinkedIn and I talk about Instagram and I talk about other social channels, believe me, they're relevant. You may not think some of them are, but for most of you, they are. You just don't realize it. So when we talk about paid social, we're talking about targeting people with specific job titles from specific types of companies in specific geographic regions with specific interests and telling, say, LinkedIn, or like I said, even Facebook, hey, show this content to these exact people. Show this content that you know teaches about this concept or shows a better way to do something they're already doing or introduces a product they don't even realize existed. That's a, a much better alternative to what they're doing now or compare long-term cost of ownership between what they're doing now and what they could be doing in the timeline to ROI. And, but, you know, deliver case studies, things that are success stories that illustrate these concepts you're introducing all this stuff. We can tell these big media companies like a LinkedIn or a Facebook, because they have so much information about everybody out there in the business world. And we can deliver that content to them in a very, very targeted way. 
And after they've seen this piece of content, show them this one and then show them this one and then show them this one. And this is how we can reach the exact people we're trying to meet, you know, that we are trying to reach those plant managers from these five Midwest States who work at companies of this size with these interests, right. Or whatever it is when we can, we can reach them. And, and these people are, are there, they are on like a third of the world's on Facebook. Right. And, and, and on LinkedIn. And so we, we I don't want you to overlook paid social. I also want you to realize that there is a big difference between posting stuff organically on your personal profile when you've got 200 people following you and telling LinkedIn, show this to the 10,000 people specifically who fit this profile and nobody else. So that your ad budget is very targeted. All right. I'll stop there. We produced uh, a lot of content around this that you can find in our learning center, but that's paid social, you know, other ways to create demand, you know, among the, the, you know, the portion of your audience that isn't buying right now, email, right? Stop thinking of email as a channel for announcing that you'll be at booth 33 at the trade show next week. And instead think of it as a medium for distributing all these amazing, helpful thought leadership resources that you're creating. You already have an engaged audience in a lot of cases, or at least people who know you and maybe trust you and hopefully like you. And so to be able to say, you know, uh, here's this piece of content that we created addressing these five common questions, or here's this webinar. Where we tackled this topic that we around these questions that we get all the time, distribute that stuff via email and get it in front of the people who already have some engagement with you. you know, another way to distribute content is a place like YouTube, right? You can turn your channel on YouTube into a wealth of tutorials and resources around your expertise. We talked about how to produce video content earlier. That's a place to let that live. And then you can stream it into your site very easily. Guest podcasting is another one. And you know, the podcasting medium is just growing exponentially right now. And while, you know, while starting your own podcast is, is I'm a huge advocate for it. We've found so much success ourselves from doing this podcast, but an easier way to get started is guest podcasting. Can you, can some of your experts go be guests on niche industry podcasts? Cause they exist and your audience is listening and get you out there teaching and talking about some of the same topics that you're writing about and filming videos about, right? So this is all distribution. You make these assets, you, you know, you, you harness all this knowledge and you collect all these thoughts on it. Now, how do we get all that out there? So it's not just sitting there on your website, only being seen by the people who happen to find you, right? It's kind of like, it's kind of like if you were, if you owned a great restaurant on a side street in a small town and the only people who would ever uh, who would ever see it are the ones who happen to walk down that side street and walk by it. You need to do something to attract people to it. Right. And so that's really what content distribution is about. <laughs> okay. So let's move on. We've got two points left here. Number seven, in terms of 2022 marketing principles, communicate regularly with your sales team. This one probably sounds like a no brainer on the surface, but I've looked inside of dozens of manufacturing organizations over the past decade, and very few have successfully created any kind of meaningful or, pro or productive alignment between their marketing and sales, sales personnel. There, there are these silos where marketing does this and sales does this. And, and a lot of this comes down to the fact that manufacturers, like I said at the very beginning here, are not traditionally marketing-driven companies. You know, if a manufacturer sales team has always viewed marketing as the folks who make brochures and update the website and post on Facebook, what motivation do they have to spend valuable hours of their time or even minutes of their time on a weekly basis with the marketing people? They're, they're busy killing what everyone else in the company is going to eat, right? You know, throughout this podcast episode, I've been sort of laying the groundwork for a mindset that needs to transcend a manufacturing organization's marketing department. So if you are 
on board with the principles that have been laid out so far, it's, it's time to get sales on this bus too. And you got to start by shifting the dialogue with your sales team from a tactical to a strategic conversation. What are the new sales targets for this year or the quarter? What are the biggest growth opportunities? Where can the company be most profitable? What does the current sales pipeline look like? What are, where in, in the process are future customers who are prospects now getting stuck? How's the sales team tracking deals in the CRM or wherever they're tracking deals, if not in a CRM? You know, start having these conversations and getting on the same page about this. And these conversations will become more productive in time. Turn them into recurring meetings, set an agenda, learn from each other, develop strategies together. It's, it's easier said than done, but marketing sales alignment, it's got to start somewhere. And regularly occurring open dialogue is the thing that's going to get you moving in the right direction. Okay, last one. 2022 marketing principles for manufacturers. Number eight, measure results, but exercise patience. So the harsh reality is that you will not grow an effective marketing program from the ground up overnight. It's not going to happen. If, if Mark, if you're one of these manufacturing organizations that has just traditionally, you know, looked at marketing as, as you know, th that expense, those tactical things of, you know, trade shows and brochures and, and things that need to happen, but you haven't thought of marketing as a revenue engine and you're kind of starting to launch a marketing program that's, that's more modern and it's revenue focused. It's not going to happen overnight and you need patience. And that's just the reality. So ultimately marketing success should be measured on the basis of contribution to pipeline. But a majority of your total addressable market, like we've talked about a bunch of times already is not actively buying at this moment. So you know, is there low hanging fruit? Sure. And you got to go get it right. We talked about capturing demand where it exists and marketing should be responsible for going out there and, and identifying and figuring out where demand can be captured and helping sales capture that. But, you know, if you're going to throw hundred percent of your resources at generating revenue over the next quarter, because that's marketing's goal. If they don't generate X, X amount of revenue in the next quarter, or even six months, or it's a failure, you know, you're going to fall flat. It's, it's just, in most cases, it's not going to happen, especially the longer your sales cycle is. So effective marketing for manufacturers is a process that involves incrementally building trust, generating awareness, building trust by establishing a position of thought leader in your space. It involves capturing demand where it exists while building demand where it doesn't. It involves analyzing your marketing KPIs to create a flywheel of continuous improvement. And it requires rinsing and repeating. Now, all along the way, you're going to measure things like organic search rankings. You're going to measure website traffic growth. You're going to measure the volume of form submissions on your website and engagement rates with specific content and consumption of video content on places like YouTube or LinkedIn or wherever you're publishing it. And these marketing KPIs are important because they're going to serve as barometers for you. They're going to help you understand, are we moving in the right direction as we build the sustainable revenue marketing engine, but just recognize that it's going to take time. And the key ingredient here is going to be patience. There are too many nearsighted organizations that unfortunately won't tolerate it. They won't have that patience and they remain trapped inside this sort of endless hamster wheel of marketing mediocrity because they can't wait. They quit after six months because marketing has not produced a positive ROI yet. So I encourage patients. I encourage you to, to measure what you can, but be realistic. And yeah, that's where I'll stop on that one. So that really sums it up. 
you know, if you could use some advice about where to get started, consider requesting a consultation with us at Gorilla 76. We can talk 2022 strategy. We're already into 2022 here by the time you're listening to this. But, you know, aside from that, if you're interested in a version of this content that I just took you through that is in text form, uh, you'll find a really long form article in our Industrial Marketing Strategy Learning Center that's titled Manufacturing Marketing, Eight Guiding Principles for 2022. Um, and you'll find that among many other resources. So I'd encourage you to go to gorilla76.com slash learn. And uh, that would wrap it up. So other than that, I appreciate you listening as always. And I hope to catch you on the next episode of the Manufacturing Executive. You've been listening to the Manufacturing Executive Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to learn more about industrial marketing and sales strategy, you'll find an ever-expanding collection of articles, videos, guides, and tools specifically for B2B manufacturers at gorilla76.com learn. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.